1: What is up? Hello. B- this is the movie show. Right
0: here on um, your favorite, what was it? ORSPS.
1: Online Radio Station Podcasting Service.
0: Yes. Active FM.
1: Active FM in short.
0: That is us.
1: Yeah. And you are listening to Ryan and Sash from the movie show.
0: Another wonderful, fabulous movie review. movie. And I'm guessing that you looked at the title and you were like, okay, let's be honest, right? Between you and me. You're looking at the title. You're thinking mm, horror, mm. darkest hour, mm-hmm. um, dark times. You know. Mm. Now, can I just say, Winston Churchill? I've heard his name, and I've sort of one or two things about him. But for me, this was like a history lesson for me. Ah! So I was like, oh, okay, very interesting. While during the movie, I would sort of just, you know, if you've got a Mac, you can like multiple. So uh, while I'm watching the movie, I just quickly go to. Google not be like Winston Churchill, then I'd like look up facts. Oh, okay, cool. And I'll go back. But Like, wait, was he? And then I'd Google. Oh, okay, cool. And I'll go back. So I was mm-hmm, like educating mm-hmm. myself at the right. same time. You see, movies are good. Movies are brilliant. Movies are the right movies. The right movies, are the right movies yes. yes.
1: So yes. Darkest Hour is actually a historical drama film, if I can put it like that. I'm pretty sure that is the genre. I'm guessing right it now. It is drama, yes. But it's different and it's history. It's factual. It is on. Winston Churchill, and do you know this is crazy? Do you know the whole film took place within five weeks? It was the first five weeks of Win- Winston Churchill's um, reign yes, as Prime, Minister. As Prime I Minister. I don't know what the word is. He's, yeah. So he, the, the film shows basically how the first five weeks of Winston Churchill's experience as Prime Minister was. And if you've watched the film, you will know that shame. They were very, very, very stressful like extremely stressful but the film actually didn't take place over like a long it wasn't months and months it doesn't look at his whole like reign as prime minister it's actually just the first five weeks but it was brilliant it really
0: was brilliant you see we enjoy all sorts of films Mm -hmm. from action to romance comedies to Mm -hmm. rom dramas right it was a romance drama that that other one that we watched which one? I don't know. There was, there one was a romance drama? Yes. I'm trying to
1: think. Romance drama. I'm sure there drama. was
0: anyway, but we would watch a romance drama. Right. And now we've watched a war drama. A war drama. Yes. A uh, movie released in 2017. Yes, 2017. You will enjoy two hours and five minutes. And
1: you will enjoy all two hours and five film. minutes of it.
0: And just so you know, 87% of Google users like this film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll throw that one mm-hmm. in for free. As for the actor that played Church Wins,
1: okay, no, oh, wait, 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 my let's goodness. do let's do box office and budget yes. first, and then we because can get to this guy. That
0: one, I was just, I promise you, I I, I looked who played. Yes. Him. And this was after film. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, you're like. I was just like, wait, hang on. Whoa, whoa. whoa. What? Wait, wait. No, and then this I went back and forth. I'm like, I'm looking at the actor. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at the actor. I'm looking yeah. at him. And I'm like,
1: This is crazy. Huh? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. box office.
1: The budget for the film was 30 million US dollars. The box office was 150.8 million US dollars. So they really really did well with this film and it is a phenomenal film. If you have not watched it, go and watch it. It's I know it's history and you might you might be like, "Eh, but first of all, it's got brilliant actors in it. Secondly, the film, the photography, everything is it's brilliant. And then on top of it, it's got humor. It's got your good old British humor which is the best kind of humor because British humor is very funny. No, it's, it's actually you, you often find yourself laughing, even though it's actually based on such stressful events because the film is actually based on when Winston Churchill came into office. He was actually dealing with Hitler and the whole appeasement thing that was going on. So the whole of Europe was trying to appease Hitler to give him what he wanted so that he'd stop being the... A big dictator bully. and a big bully that he was being and Winston Churchill thankfully stood up and said no we can't appease him anymore because if we appease him he's just gonna take over everything and everyone which is exactly what Hitler wanted to do and he then made the decision to actually stand up and and not appease Hitler anymore so even though it's actually very stressful because you see how there was fights within the UK within the parliaments the two different parties weren't having it and yet they still brought in humor so that is pretty cool. And then the director. The director is a man named Joe Wright. And he has also directed Pride and Prejudice. Ryan, have you watched Pride and Prejudice? Um,
0: With No, no uh, I don't think so. I feel
1: like I'm going to force Ryan to watch Pride and Prejudice. I feel like I'm
0: going to force myself to. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> because I've heard we, we, this name has come up before lots of times.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a good film. It really is. It's, a, it's based on a Jane Austen novel. So, yeah. It's kind of along the lines of Little Woman, I'd say, in a way. But it's, 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 it's Little Woman. Mm-hmm.
0: Wasn't that like a rom-drama, romantic Yes, drama? possibly, yes. There you go. That's there the film go. I was talking about. Oh, okay, there we go. All right, just cut that out and put it in the video.
1: <laughs> he also has directed, now this is a film I actually want to go and watch. It's called The Soloist, which is with Robert Downey Jr. and Jamie Fox. Sure, I almost said Jamie Oliver. I was like, that is not an actor. That's a chef. I was going
0: to leave you. <laughs> I was going to be like, maybe so that's his the middle name. So what is the guy who's doing
1: everything flip? It's not Oliver. What was it? I think I sort of written it Jamie down. Fox. Jamie Fox. Jamie Foxx. And it's on, I don't know which musician, but it's, it's, I think it's a true story based on a certain, I don't know if it was Jimi Hendrix So I actually can't remember. But I know that that's the soloist. And then there's another film which I don't want to watch, but I thought I would just mention it. I think it's one of his latest films. It's called Swallow. So I went and watched the trailer to this film and it's weird. There is this lady who adores her husband but has this weird fantasy, not fantasy, this weird addiction to swallowing things. But she'll swallow anything because she likes how it feels. Uh, It's very weird. It looks like one of those psych... Okay. Yeah. I was just like... At first, and I thought it was Jennifer Lawrence. The actress in it actually looks She's the splitting image of Jennifer Lawrence, but it's, it's not her. But I was just like, okay. At first, I was like, oh, this looks good. And then as I watched the trailer, I was just like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm not into, you know, those those films where it's just psychologically takes you on a a mental ride that you don't have to go on.
0: Sounds like a movie I'd want to watch now. <laughs> okay, Ryan, you can go watch and
1: yes. Okay, but now let's get to this, this, this actor. So this actor's name is Gary Oldman. And he's brilliant. He is brilliant. I am shocked. I was shocked when I was doing research. I was just like, oh my goodness. What the hell? Like, it was... He was amazing. He literally was amazing in this film he became Winston Churchill he actually became in fact i read a I read some trivia somewhere that his wife actually said that during filming she felt like she would go to sleep with Winston Churchill and then wake up with Gary in the morning that 's how much like he got into the character like she people even people on sets when you watch interviews, a lot of them were like, I forgot it was gary i I felt like I was with Winston Churchill, and they were even saying like Obviously, he's he's passed away and all of that. So, you're not going to get in a room with Winston Churchill. But they were like, this is the closest I'm ever going to get to being in a room with Winston Churchill. And they were like, and it was pretty
0: good. Well, can you imagine uh, having such a transformation uh, from, yeah, from real life? They say that with all the, what is the word? I can't pronounce it. Prosthetic. Pris- pris- yes. Yeah. He, he was like basically carrying his body weight. They said, mm. that.
1: The, what I saw was they said, so for the entire time of filming, if you add all of it up, he carried half his weight in oh, prosthetic makeup. But his prosthetic, this was Can crazy. So this was his, his his routine of makeup every day of filming, right? So in the morning, it took them four hours. Four hours to do his makeup. And that was all the prosthetic. He His face was basically prosthetic. He's, he had cheek pieces. He had nose pieces. He had literally, they did say they did try to keep... They they wanted Gary to come through as well because he needed to act and stuff. And if you just cover an actor's face with prosthetic makeup, you won't get the performance. So they did make sure that they would still get the performance across. But he had four hours in the morning and then it would take them one hour to get out of it. And every single day they... It was a new piece of prosthetic. So they didn't reuse. Every single day, I was like, these makeup artists are committed. And they would be, you know how your skin, you can sometimes see like the red, like, I don't know what it is, like blood vessels.
0: Blood vessel veins, yeah. They would
1: literally sit and paint them on individually to this cheek or whatever mask that they were adding on. But every day, I was just like, oh my goodness, no, they were crazy.
0: So you can imagine that, uh, so Every time, every day that they film, uh, like as she said, it's a new piece. Mm. So and then you you got the blood vessels, which and this fine, little exactly the same. So in other words, this 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 artist had to make duplicates, mm. which means that the blood vessels had to look exactly the same, all of them every time. Which is crazy. Yeah. Now can you imagine? So if it takes four hours to put it on, let's say they start shooting at nine o'clock, what time must this guy be up? In Have makeup. gotten himself together. Mm. Have gotten himself to location. And then, um, okay, start. I mean, four hours. That's Think good. about that.
1: Five hours a day just on makeup. Think Five
0: hours. That. That's crazy. For me, that, feel, that would feel like the main event.
1: I would be so irritated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have to get myself together so that I can spend four hours doing makeup. Then when the four hours are done now, okay, now we I was like, how work.
1: did that affect filming schedules? Because it's not like you can now just start filming. I mean, you can't have half Winston Churchill, half Gary Oldman on oh. set. You have to wait for his makeup to yeah. be done.
0: I've heard of of artists i mean you know actors getting up at two o'clock in the morning to start their makeup at like three o'clock in the morning
1: it must be exhausting for them five
0: six seven to be ready by seven Seven. yeah
1: and then they're in full day shoots exactly and then they still have to go and get the makeup off because i don't think nobody wants to go and sleep and also you're carrying around extra weight literally you're carrying around physical weight on your body because you've got this whole you've got prosthetic makeup on you it's it's uh, that stuff, I don't, it doesn't look light, it looks quite realistic and yeah. lifelike. So that was crazy. The director actually even said, um, he joked and said, so he was like, yeah, he he approximately had four hours in the morning and one hour to take it off. So I basically never saw Gary Oldman during filming. (laughs) That was his comment. Like that's how hectic the makeup was. But Gary Oldman, the makeup was on another level. Like literally it was brilliant. But also his performance was on another level. And apparently he spent a year studying Winston Churchill and his mannerisms before starting on this movie and you can see it he literally transformed i've actually i've never seen I, I feel like i've never seen a character transformation like this where you you see the actor and then you see the character and you're just like he doesn't look the same he doesn't sound the same he doesn't walk the same. like the, he though he sounded completely different you heard it if you hear in, him in interviews and then you hear winston churchill in the film It doesn't sound like the same person it really doesn't sound like the same person
0: i'm still looking at the two photographs and i'm still like
1: it doesn't it doesn't do it go go do yourself a favor go search gary oldman and then go search him in in darkest hour as winston churchill you will be shocked you will be shook
0: so what my question still is uh why gary oldman well, uh, you know, could they just find some actor? That's
1: I know that's one of the reasons was they wanted to keep it um, a British cast because all of the characters were British. The only exception was the actor who played King George. He was an Australian, but I mean, he does do a British accent so well, and also he just played the part perfectly. So that's why they were like, "Yeah, no, we're going to give it to him, an Australian." But the rest of the cast, I know, was British, and. I know that the weird thing is it's like why would they have chosen him because he doesn't even look like Winston Churchill but I think they they the way he pulled it across was brilliant like he for me personally is the best person to have played this role in fact um there's been there's been a lot of people that have actually played Winston Churchill and they say that his performance as Winston Churchill in this movie was the 22nd time The Best Actor Academy Award has been won for for playing a real-life character. In his review of this movie, critic Brian Tallarico even suggested that this movie was made purely to get Oldman, one of Britain's most acclaimed actors for 30 years, a long overdue Oscar. Sure. So, no, but he really really did well. Also, in a final interview before his death on August third, 2017, which was published by the Daily Mail Online, Robert Hardy who earned widespread acclaim and a BAFTA nomination for his performance in Winston Churchill, The Wilderness Years, which was made in 1981, he predicted that Oldman's portrayal would be one of the finest. And he was quoted, this is what he said, From everything I've seen and heard, Oldman's portrayal of Churchill is far more convincing than some other recent portrayals. He certainly looks the part. He's undergone a remarkable transformation. But it's not just his appearance. He's managed to catch the essence of the man hardy said it was dangerous for an actor to simply rely on churchill's famous props such as a cigar it's important to get the little details it's not just the look but stan's style and speech too and he really did it he really did it he did it so well he deserved that award because he you know when you blow you know when you when you when you do research and you see the main actor, normally the na- the main actor just looks the same. They might the accent might well, be different. Well, that's what I thought. Exactly, yeah. the accent sometimes is different. You know, like you'll get Tom Holland who has a British accent and often plays American roles, and then you're like, oh, okay, he's British or whatever. But when <laughs> <laughs> the actor and the character look nothing alike, you're just like. Uh, for me it wasn't e- the look was amazing the, pr- the prosthetic makeup was amazing but the thing that got me was his voice he did not sound the same he didn't sound like the same person he literally changed his voice completely the way he spoke the way he sounded everything it was it was br- you can see that he put in a year of studying winston churchill and all of his mannerisms and everything a whole year eh? a whole year just studying that's it So, if you think acting is easy, people, it's not. It takes effort, it takes energy, it takes studying. Yeah, you thought acting didn't take (laughs) studying. But also, it takes a physical uh, toll on your body. Do you know that Gary Oldman revealed on the Graham Norton show in 2007 that, uh, no, it couldn't have been 2007, probably 2017, that he smoked £30,000 sterling worth of cigars on sets, which is about 12 cigars a day. While in character as Churchill, and he developed nicotine poisoning and had a colonoscopy during the Christmas filming break. <laughs> How you get okay. that? Okay. <laughs> so he really like he did it, wow. and he like he put in everything. He even put yeah. So during Christmas, while everyone's celebrating, Gary Oldman was sitting in a hospital because he had nicotine poisoning. So guys,
0: don't don't smoke. Don't I wonder what it must have felt like for him to go back. Right. After that, he's like, no, "I have to smoke this thing already. I've <laughs> just gone through all this trouble." Can we goodness? not get
1: a fake one? <laughs> yeah, you know, just because ah. he. I feel like he was smoking the whole movie.
0: Pretty much, whenever you saw him. Yeah, yeah
1: he had a cigarette. In fact, there was one scene where you see, and this is like the prolific scene of the film, or like it's the scene that really, really stands out. It's when Winston Churchill goes to a, under to the subway and actually starts speaking with the British. The commoners.
0: That is the cool part. Yeah, yeah.
1: To find out what they were thinking and like what he should do, which is actually um, factual. The, the he never They said he never went into a subway. So that whole scene was fictional. But he did go speak to the common British people that he actually did do. But that scene, the reason why he actually got out the car was because he realized he had forgotten his matches and was looking for them. And that's the reason he got out to go and fetch them and then ended up taking the subway and all of that. And uh. yeah that's all the tube as they call it that's so he really was like smoking the whole film but now talking about the makeup so he obviously had extensive makeup and that was used to transform him into winston churchill but they were saying to call this aging makeup would not be entirely accurate so obviously normally when they do prosthetic makeup generally uh, th- they can be different things but generally it is aging makeup but yeah. in may 1940 churchill was 65 years old and six months sixty-five years and six months old. Oldman turned fifty-nine during filming. Uh. So it actually the age uh, the age difference that. wasn't like sure. that intense from like an aging perspective. But obviously, I think that the, the main reason for the prosthetics more dense yeah, it was tea. to get him to be yeah. Churchill. That was yeah. that was the transformation. Yeah which was amazing. So just some facts. Winston Churchill often disappeared from Downing Street or the Cabinet War Rooms and appeared somewhere in London where he would talk to the public and find out what they were thinking. However, like I said, there is no record of him ever doing this in an underground train. But that scene was so cool. That scene was...
0: That was nice.
1: That was like one of the... That scene and then, you know, he at the end he does that speech, that wartime speech. Yes. that That like epic... Yeah. they they Those two scenes were like... They were amazing. Yep. In fact, talking about that scene, so obviously the, they created Parliament or the House of Commons um, for the film because that's where they would all go and, you know, discuss whatever they needed to discuss. Yes. So apparently they did actually ask if they could film in the actual House of Commons and they got permission. However, this is so stupid. They said you can film, but none of the actors can sit on the chairs because apparently their MPs have royal behinds that. Can only sit on certain chairs. So, in other words, they could use the building, but they couldn't sit in the chairs, which would have been like, "But how are we going to?" Do you know? Like, you can't film that without anyone sitting in the chairs. So, what they did was they built their own House of Commons, which uh, they said it was quite pretty accurate to the original House of Commons, and then they got obviously all the actors in and that. But one person was actually saying to be in that room at that moment when he gave that speech. She was like, people would pay so much to go and see this performance. And l- I think that was the set design, or it was someone on set was actually saying, like, the, when they were just watching it, like, the fact that they were in that room, she said it was, it was like, surreal, that experience of him giving that speech. Yeah. And just, you see the the extras go crazy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, it
0: was a really, really good scene. Um, yeah. Yeah, quite a good sequence something interesting that uh i came across w- in an interview with um gary oldman was that in the war room now that was apparently they, they filmed in the actual war room and uh he spoke about the fact that he sat in the chair that that winston, winston Cher- churchill, churchill as well sat in to the to the point that when he when he put his hands on the the side yeah um what do you call those side the handle. handles uh there were marks from where churchill actually would be scratching and hey. digging He's, so on the one on the one side because of the intensity yeah um, there, there's, there's there's nail marks
1: that's crazy and on
0: the other side there's marks from his ring
1: oh wow from,
0: from, from the scratches and stuff so for him he said it was to sit in that chair and feel those marks so and, it was like, wow, sure, you know.
1: He really, yeah. Yes. I know Lily James, she was in it as well. She acted as his secretary also. She did a brilliant job. She was saying, though, it's like a maze down there. You can get lost, like, and it's also, it's very crowded and very, but no, the the sets were amazing. The sets were really, really good. And the, the, apparently, um, the when the events took place, it was, I think, summertime or going into summertime in the UK, but they actually filmed in winter. Uh So what they said was they had to, with the lighting, you'll see in most scenes, they had to put these big lights up outside so that it looked like the sun was scorching in, but it actually wasn't because they were filming in the middle of winter. Yeah, And according to Gary Oldman, 26 members of Churchill's family attended the London premiere of this movie, 17 whom had earlier visited the set, which is pretty cool. Oh, cool! So they actually went to go watch it. Now, this this is like this, but this is just sad. This is a sad fact. So, in the film, um, Neville Chamberlain, Chamberlain, who was the Prime Minister before Winston Churchill, he was dying of cancer, which is obviously what happened. Now, yeah. John Hurt was he was supposed to play Neville Chamberlain, and he actually. Though was ill with cancer when he was set to portray Neville Chamberlain who was dying of cancer in 1940. However, an interview Gary Oldman said that because Hurt was so ill he never made it to a reading and never got to film a scene. The movie was still dedicated to Hurt as it would have been his final cinematic project and he died on the 25th of January 2017, age 77. So mm. that's quite. So the the person who played Neville Ch- Chamberlain in the film, he it's not him that had cancer. He was the the second choice, I he would was say. The, guy that the was yeah, the yeah. actor who originally was supposed to, he actually died of cancer. Yum. Yeah. And then the producers had tried to locate a genuine pre-world war ii tube train to film the underground scene obviously when winston churchill went and spoke to the general public however none of them could obtain it instead a 1959 tube stock carriage which was very similar in style to the 1938 stock was hired and it was hired from a museum, a railway museum, and cosmetically restored to resemble a wartime train. But also, that train, there were sequences where it was completely CG because the the director was actually saying, I think he had two shots. He he could take two. There were two. He had two takes. That's all he had, with the train moving. And he had to choose very wisely what he was going to use. And then he got the shots that he wanted. And then for the rest of it, it was CG. So there's one shot that's a close up of Churchill right by the train. And you see the train passing behind him. That train is CG. But he, yeah, the director had two shots. Ah. So, he so I wonder
0: which are the two.
1: There was a long shot that he got. And I can't remember the other shots he said. But yeah, he literally was like.
0: It's obviously because the train is. Uh, fragile yeah they didn't want to move it too much because eh? yeah. it's uh hist- historic yeah yes museum material exactly could fall apart yeah. from the
1: 1950s yeah so the british historical characters were almost without exception played by british actors australian ben medelson was cast in addition to his several acclaimed prior roles because he was a close physical resemblance to king george the sixth more so than Colin Firth and Jared Harris who two actors who also recently played King George. Colin Firth obviously played King George in The King's Speech and they, they chose him over those two who had played King George before because they said his, his physical appearance is more alike to King George's okay. actual appearance. And then they said, and he's capable of a seamless British accent. He really is. But you know what's cool with that guy? The guy that plays King George, he's got such a serious manner to him. Like in he's every full so stiff. But do you know that I was watching behind the scenes footage, literally you see him laughing and like having the time of his life and then they were literally like, he'll be like completely different and as soon as they start counting down, he just like sobers up and becomes like this what we see in the film and like this (laughs) but he really he actually did a very good job because i don't know if you remember the king george the way he spoke he obviously had the stutter and then also just the way he spoke i don't know how to explain he had like a unique way of speaking and i felt i felt like he got that like he when watching the film I was still thinking the whole time, I wonder if this is King George, and then at one point in the film, they obviously called him Bertie, yeah. and then I was like, oh, okay, it is him. But even the way he spoke, I feel like the way he spoke also was like, I think this is him, because he did speak like that, so.
0: I was actually, um, <clears throat> um, the, the way that they spoke, there's a way that they they pronounce their R's, Yes. And I, I think they're W's. It almost sounds like a wobble. Yes. <laughs> the way that they talk, it it almost sounds like I, I don't know if it was a, a proper way of pronouncing in English those days that you don't make your R so strong. Yeah. But there was just the way I was talking. I was like, hmm? like Churchill was talking like that. There were some of the people that were. Yeah. And it, it, uh, for me, it, it sounds a bit almost I, I don't know, I, I conics, but it doesn't sound proper and <laughs> English and you know, lift and <laughs> pronounce your words. It, it, they would just be talking, talking, and then, and I'd just be like, hmm? yeah, and, and they all spoke like that. So it wasn't just one specific person that I was just, it was quite interesting that they chose a very, uh, yeah, type of yeah. English speaking accent.
1: I think films also give us like the wrong perception of how the royal family speaks do you get what i'm saying like we've watched princess diaries and we've watched all of these films about kings and how they proper pronounce
0: (laughs) words meanwhile uh watching this film maybe that was the way that they They they, actually did did.
1: yeah yeah which was pretty cool and apparently gary oldman also said that director joe wright opted for four weeks of generous rehearsals which is quite Eh? unlike what rehearsals uh Generous. So, in other words, they are saying films don't normally get that much time to rehearse, but they actually were in uh, four-week rehearsals before okay. filming began. Right. Yeah.
0: I think that that helps the filming time.
1: Mm, definitely. So when yeah.
0: you come down to filming, uh it goes a lot, you know, quicker, smoother runs. Yeah. yeah.
1: But this film really, it was a, it was a very good film from every aspect. It's one of those films when you finish it, you're like that was a good movie that was yes it's it really really is good if you have not watched this film you want to watch this film and if you have watched this film you want to watch it again because i know i want to watch it again but it really was it was very 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 enjoyable it really was good
0: we had the choice between well uh the week before it was like okay sashi uh super eight or the darkest hour and then sashi was like uh super eight is more like um Stranger Things, Stranger Things, (laughs) and then The Darkest Hour is, it's like a history run, and I was like, oh, okay, super, and then this (laughs) guy's like, okay, here we go, history form, (laughs) right, right, history forms are good, this one, this one is, I really enjoyed it, yeah,
1: and just, just for some information, in this film, if you've ever watched Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk, watch that, because it will also, that the movies all just help each other make sense then. So I remember we watched Pearl Harbor, which is a film by Michael Bay. Brilliant film based on the events of Pearl Harbor. And then afterwards, there was a film that came out. It's a recent film called Midway. And Midway actually took place after the events of Pearl Harbor. Now they're two completely separate films. It wasn't a continuation. New actors, everything. But because we'd watched Pearl Harbor, it was nice to then watch Midway because you almost like have the background now, so you know what's happening in the next film. So with this film, this is what's hap- This is what happened on the British island during the whole Dunkirk thing. So if you watch Dunkirk, Dunkirk is more set on the the French dun- the the beach. Um, of Dunkirk where they were trying to get the soldiers off and the Germans were c- were coming in then this is slightly before that obviously because by the end of the film you see them sending the sailboats yeah, and all of that yeah there's even
0: those boats which I, when yeah. I, I remember in Dunkirk I was like oh is yeah. that what that was so there, there's two other films that we know that happened like yeah that, that, that plug into this film quite well and it was Dunkirk and then there was also we did The King's Speech yeah. which also sort of kind of you know you know who the king is
1: yeah it gives you background to the king and i liked the relationship between the king and winston churchill
0: especially when the king came to his yes. house i was like oh that's nice yeah. man ah you know he came to and he walked in there and he's like Churchill, and then churchill like dresses himself yes. up he's like, what? <laughs> the king's here. and the wife's still like well unless it's a good a good, uh, <laughs> what, a good I- impersonation of the king right
1: <laughs> Now the humor was brilliant the humor really and was good thought, like,
0: so, are uh, you still scared of me? He's like, just a little. <laughs> yeah, it was so, really, it really, really
1: cool. was good job. So that was Darkest Hour. Please note, the film is not called The Darkest Hour. There is another film called The Darkest Hour, which is a film about the end of the world or something like that. I can't remember. I saw the yeah. trailer for it. wasn't really interested in watching it. This one is just Darkest Hour. It was made in 2017, and it is on Winston Churchill. But I, it is brilliant.
0: I like the, if, if you look at the, the actual um, movie poster, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know if you've got the right one if Churchill is on it. And then he's got that speech at the back behind yes. Churchill in big. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Very yeah. nice.
1: Yeah, so this has been the movie show right here on Active FM.
0: With your hosts. Mm-hmm.
1: Session Ryan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we will be back next week with another awesome movie review. Yeah,
0: who knows what we're going to do next week. Who knows? But, uh, you know stick 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 by sticking stick stay stay (laughs) tuned yes stay tuned there you go and you'll know all right
1: yes we do good movies
0: okay so no we do
1: we really do yes we give you good things to watch
0: absolutely Mm
1: -hmm. so this is us signing out Instagram at ActiveFM Triple Seven, Twitter and Gab at ActiveFM, Facebook at ActiveFM forward slash 7, as well as YouTube at ActiveFM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop, don't hesitate, find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out.